sing just one big choir? start off with a little bit of a groove today um sweet yeah welcome in everyone thank you guys for tuning in already in the chat sig bear thank you my dude um thanks for last night too showing up last night on the stream i am sean Corey. this is sean v planet um find my links to all my stuff on seanvplanet.com and follow me at sean v planet that's at s-e-a-n-v-p-l-a-n-e-t on gab I'm going to be focusing on Gab a bunch going forward. Gab TV, put my clips and videos and stuff there. Telegram, Instagram, Bertaria Times app, and uh, Social Galactic. And uh, I'm on Twitter a bunch, but I'm going to be just getting off of Twitter. Because um, Twitter, Twitter sucks, you know? Um, yeah. 
<laughs> and I want to start the stream um, by thanking everyone for the birthday wishes last week. It was my 30th last week, the big three L's. Thank you guys all for our, just a whole week of love and hope and faith and loyalty. And <laughs> um, couldn't be more blessed and more thankful for all of you guys out there. And um, just for everything God has given me. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. So thank you all. Um, also want to shout out all my new fans in Algeria and Morocco and Philippines, the Philippines. Um, I don't know why, but apparently all of a sudden a bunch of people in Algeria and Morocco have been downloading my podcasts. Um, so thank you. <laughs> and the Philippines loves my live streams, apparently. So um, thank you. I don't know why like all of a sudden a bunch of Muslim dominated countries are uh, digging me, but thanks. Yeah. Maybe because I'm Islamo-Christian. My Islamo-Christian values are finally starting to spread. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, um, yeah, also big shout-out to my fan base in Virginia. I'm not really sure why, but Virginia keeps listening to me a bunch on my podcasts. So, um, thanks, Virginia. Even though it might be, like, uh, the CIA or the NSA or, like, the Trump family or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what part of Virginia it is exactly, but yeah, the state of Virginia. Thank you for all the clicks and for all the support, my dudes and my ladies. And um, yeah, this is the uh, so yeah this is the second straight week of. Huh. I think we're rolling, right? Yeah, we're rolling. This is the second straight week of a guest bailing on me, um, but no worries. No worries, <laughs> all is well. Um, I'm gonna reschedule them, and um, if I can, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule them if I can next week or um, sometime this spring. Um, the guests that bailed on me, just sometime in like the next couple months, I'll have them. But next week, I have Stephen Ignoramus coming on, so tune in and tune in for that. Mark that on your calendar. That's gonna be a great one. Steven's an awesome dude doing awesome things. And then after that, for the next month, for the next four weeks, I have like some book reviews coming up. I'm going to talk about the movie God is Not Dead. God's Not Dead. Um, the book Pursuit of God. The book Good Faith. And some other interesting topics. And yeah, next week I'm live with Stephen Ignoramus here. I think we're going to be on like both of our channels at the same time. <laughs> but no matter what, it's going to be right here. Sean V Planet on all the things. On DLive, on Trovo.live, DLive.tv, Twitch.tv, um, my YouTube channel, Periscope channel, all the stuff. All the live stuff. Until they kick me off, I will be here next Saturday morning live with Stephen Ignoramus. So tune into that. It's going to be awesome. He is uh, what you would call a legend. Uh, <laughs> what you would call quite a legend. So tune in for that for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So sweet. If you guys are here, send me questions and topics and your thoughts on in the chat. I'll get to them in a little bit. But... Um, Today we're talking about the book of Luke, <laughs> and specifically the 15th chapter. Um, I can't recommend reading the Gospel of Luke to everyone, to all the people out there, um, especially during the month of December. I did that this year. Um, if you read one chapter a day, you'll end on the 24th. You'll end on the 
um, on Christmas Eve. And you'll fully grasp the whole story of Christ, what he was sent here to do, what your place is in this whole thing, and just the facts of the story, the reality of the story, the, the full, how, how to comprehend the whole story, and how to determine and know your place in this, this, this realm <laughs> that we exist in. You will find your meaning and your purpose um, and understand the whole point of everything. <laughs> um, the logos of God will be... Uh, will be displayed throughout the month if you read it chapter by chapter once a day um and just in time to uh celebrate the reason for the season you know <laughs> um i did that this last december it was awesome and the the book the book of luke just in general is my favorite book of the bible by far by far hands down and not only because it's just amazing, <laughs> it really just explains Jesus, what he was what he was sent here to do, his whole purpose, his whole mission, and your part to play in that. Um, but specifically, it's the it's the book that truly brought me out of the darkness that I was living in. It's the um, the light the the book that brought me into the light that is the love of our God, and that's what we're going to talk about here today. Um, just like the rest of the Bible, this book is a love story. It is a story about God's son who was sent to teach us, correct us, rebuke us, but more importantly, the one who was sent to forgive us and to sacrifice for us. He loves us so much that he is willing to give us chance after chance after chance, time after time after time after time and time again. Um, he loves us so much that regardless of how large our debts or how great our sins, no matter how far into the darkness we drift, the door is always open for us to return to him and to be home with him again, no matter how far into the darkness we drift. There's always a place at the table with him if we choose. The Lord is not mad at you. He is not angry with you. He loves you. You are always on his mind and he wants you to come home and be with him again. Now, <laughs> now he does. Always and forever, but do it now. No matter where you're coming from, no matter where you have been, your creator wants you to return home to be with him now. He sent his son to come be with us here to teach us and correct our misguided behavior. In his time here, Jesus met all those he encountered with compassion and understanding. He knew about the circumstances and challenges of all his people all the people around him in the day and all the people that, that were to come in the future. He knew where they had been and where they were headed. And he forgives them constantly for their choices and their past. He gives them a new start and a chance to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And it's on full display here in Luke. Which is, Luke is the story of how those who are lost can be found. Even still and always even still and always and today we're going to read specifically we're going to read the chapter the 15th chapter of luke um we're going to read it a couple times here we're going to discuss some stuff my thoughts on it um and everyone in the chat feel free to chime in all my dudes here live with me right now on d live and periscope it looks like and i'm on trovo.live as well if you guys want to use that <laughs> I don't know who, what everyone seems to be uh, getting kicked off and leaving these platforms now. So I don't know where I'm going to be streaming in the future. But for now, I'm on Twitch, DLive, YouTube, Periscope, and Trovo. 
But um, send me chats, chat questions, topics you want me to cover as I go. But yeah, we're going to be reading the 15th chapter of Luke. If you want to grab a, grab your own copy and follow along. Um, I use King James. I use the, the King James Bible. Um, I have the Orthodox Study Bible, so it's a little different. There's extra books, and it's kind of out of order from most people's like Bibles, most Protestant, Lutheran, denomination Bibles. Uh, but I use the King James translation, um, which is the Orthodox Study Bible translation. But today, however, just to keep things easy and simple to understand... Um, and not, not in the direct old timey voice words, uh, <laughs> the proper words. Today I'm going to make it easy to understand. We're going to read Luke 15 twice. I'm going to read through it, but the first time I'm going to read the, the NIV version, the new international version. Um, I think it's just the best, easiest to understand translation that sticks pretty true to the original translation. Um, it doesn't take those liberties that some of the translations can take at least as much. Um, and then after we talk for a bit, I'm going to close out everything by um, reading again from the Message Bible translation. One that does take some liberties, <laughs> but one that also just is much more like poetic and much more um, easy to understand for people and more just, I think, just simply beautiful. It doesn't drift far away from the premise of what the Bible's talking about, but it just really puts it into like language that we can understand. And it's very like poetic and beautiful in its, in its uh, phrasing. So I wanted to end with that. I really like the, the Message Bible, but I don't. I would not recommend using it as your actual go-to translation. <laughs> There's some stuff that can be a little missed, a little. They can miss the point a lot, you know. But it's just a beautiful read, especially like if you're teaching your children. If you want a good translation that's not too simplistic or too simple for like a like your teenage child or something, but you d can't just like put a King James Bible in front of them and expect them to understand what. A lot of the words and phrases mean um, it's a good kind of middle ground the message translation so we're gonna end with that again feel free to grab your own copy and read along with me but this is Luke 15 and thank you again everyone for tuning in live send me chats send me questions um, and here we go yeah, Luke 15 again the NIV translation the parable of the lost sheep now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In the parable of the lost son, 
Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but not one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he, was a still, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and filled with compassion for him, ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, said the father, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. He was lost and is now found. Amazing. <laughs> isn't that just, isn't that just like amazing? Isn't that just like amazing? <laughs> so let's talk about it. Thanks, Post Jazz, my dude, for showing up. Um, if you missed it, I'm going to be with Stephen Ignoramus live next week. So tune in. Tune in, my dude. So let's talk about it. Luke 15. So Jesus attracted a lot of non-church folks. A lot of non-church folks. The quote-unquote spiritually poor of society. The pastors and preachers of the time were not pleased at all by this. 
and they questioned why Jesus would bring in sinners to be with his students, to be his students, his companions, and his friends. They questioned to his face. <laughs> they didn't write to him. They didn't, you know, it wasn't like rumors were spreading. They, they came right up to Jesus, to his face, and questioned why he would bring in sinners to be his students, his companions, and his friends. Jesus had a lot of Jesus had a lot of friends who were not considered good people, quote unquote, good people by those with high societal status. And he even focused his ministry mostly towards the outcasts, the sick, the downtrodden, the impoverished, the criminals, the foreigners and the degenerates. Um, Jesus chose to eat and associate with non church people and often rebuked and corrected the church people, the churchians. He shows his love for bad people. He shows his love for good people. And he knows that all human beings are prone to wander and drift away from the light and into the darkness. He's very good at understanding that, <laughs> unlike the rest of us. To explain why he was doing what he was doing, Jesus tells one story with three parts. The lost sheep, the missing coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. The important story was told, this important story was told to a large gathering of people in one moment, one place, one moment of time, but it would be preserved and recorded for all to bear witness to forever after. Now, over 400 times in the Bible, um, it references sheep, um, it references us as sheep as a metaphor for the human nature. We are prone to wander off and become distracted and seek pleasure and comforts around us with short-sighted thinking instead of heading into our greater purpose and a, a real destiny, a real long-lasting destiny. Over 100 times, our God is mentioned in the Bible as being our shepherd, the one who brings us back into the flock, back to the green pastures, back into the true safety and security within the flock. Those who wander away, whether willingly or not, can always be brought back into righteousness through God's guidance and God's grace. God is with us, and if we wander away from him for whatever reason, there is always a path back to his presence and to his spirit. Our insecurity, our flesh, flesh urges, our mistakes, our desires, our gullibility, our limitations, our pride, our greed, our envy, our wrath, our anger, our fear, our ego. <laughs> it all leads us all astray from the truth, the love, and the life of our creator. But our good shepherd is calling. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Our good shepherd is calling. He is waiting. And he is there for us when the time to return comes. When our time to return to him comes. He is a good shepherd. And when we place our trust in him and not in our own understanding, we are kept safe and rewarded greatly. Now, <laughs> I'll get to your chats in a minute. Um, now, to eat with someone back in those ancient days meant to accept that person. It was a sign of fellowship, a symbol of togetherness, 
to sit down and eat with people who are sinners or bad people, meant to fully accept them as an equal, meant to fully accept them as an equal, fully accept them as a companion, as a, even a member of their family, and just generally as one who is loved. The teachers of the law questioned why Jesus would choose to eat with tax collectors, with prostitutes, with women, and with children, with the impoverished, the dirty, the unclean, and the degenerate folks of society. Luke 15.10 states in red letters that there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. One sinner who repents. All who repented of their sins, all who overcome their spiritual brokenness and return to the light out of the darkness they once lived in will be met with rejoicing from the heavenly choir and from the creator of everything, from our Father in heaven. Those of us who follow our Lord obediently must not make the same mistakes as the Pharisees and judge those around us by where they have been or what they have done but to always choose to be more like Christ in welcoming and praising those who seek to exit the pits that they were once in. We must rejoice when any and all people come to us seeking the light and the life of God, regardless of their past transgressions or the life they were born into or the foolish decisions that they once made. All are welcomed into the kingdom, who repent of their sins and seek to follow Christ with humility, patience, honesty, and obedience. The woman who found her coin asked those around her to rejoice with her. Let's rejoice more. Let's you and I rejoice more when those who are lost find their way back to righteous living. Let's see people and celebrate people, right? Right, Steppy? Right, Post Jazz? <laughs> right sig let's see people and celebrate people let's recognize and congratulate people for their return home let's celebrate finding what was lost more often in our moments our moments of time and in our whole lives let's celebrate people more our god is intimate active and involved in every moment of your existence and your value to him is so magnificent, beautiful, and glorious. It's beyond, it's beyond words. I mean, it's like you, you start ending, ending up finding the right words to say. Your value to him is beyond comprehension. And you are more valuable than you could ever possibly imagine. Make some time every once in a while to rejoice in his name for that. Make some time every once in a while to rejoice him in his name for that now <laughs> in the prodigal son parable the eldest son had every right to be upset at the celebration taking place for the return of the degenerate foolish selfish youngest son according to our own reasoning <laughs> According to our own customs, our own traditions, our own, our own wants, our own needs, our own desires, but not according to God. The Father says that it is fitting, correct, and right to celebrate and be glad for the return home of what was once lost. 
but the hardworking, loyal, obedient, selfless son had every right on the, on the physical human level to feel slighted or judged unfairly. When it comes to earning and deserving, God's forgiveness is beyond our calculations. Our maker forgives all debts for those who repent and seek him, no matter how small or how large those debts may be. Now, there are two people groups here and two sons. <laughs> that was not by mistake. Two people groups in the story and in the parable of the prodigal son, there are two sons. There are the sinners, the bad people, the heathens. And then there's the holy folks, the good people, the churchians. One disloyal, selfish, and foolish son, and one obedient, selfless, wise son. This comparison was made by Jesus himself in red letters for an important reason. This was no mistake, this was no coincidence, but the story was told for a purpose and to the exact people he was speaking to. In that moment when it happened 2,000 years ago, and right now, and throughout the rest of time, there was a purpose and a reason for telling the story. The younger son takes the wealth earned by his father, the inheritance he was supposed to work for, and ran away from his homeland to squander his wealth on pleasures, comforts, and temporary stuff. Foolish living. When it all comes crashing down on him, as it inevitably will with everyone who does the same, and the wealth disappears, he gives up his Jewish identity and his family lineage by selling himself out to work for a Gentile and be with pigs. Things that would have stood out to the Jewish people of those days as being almost as low of a state as humanly possible. Selling yourself out to foreigners and working with pigs would have been unimaginably low <laughs> to the Jewish people of that day. Maybe still, <laughs> but to the, to the people of that day, that would have been like almost beyond being imaginable for a Jew to willingly do that. And it was all caused by his own foolish and his own selfish ways. The younger son goes from a state of mind where he deserves what is coming to him. And through his own foolish choices, he eventually reaches a state where he earns what comes his way. He earns being basically a slave, basically an animal. Being just a worker in a field, nameless, without possessions, without family, longing to eat pig food just to survive one more day. The older son, however, <laughs> would have been very liked and respected by the Pharisees listening that day to Jesus tell, telling this story. Those who think that a father would celebrate bad people. It doesn't make sense to throw to those who know themselves to be good. It does not make sense to those who know themselves to be good. It is beyond their reason and mental abilities to grasp how someone who has failed so horribly, who has made every bad decision and disobeyed so willingly, could possibly be welcomed home warmly by the father. You never gave me, says the older son to the father directly, to his face, 
you never gave me. You never gave me what I deserve. You never let me. You never allowed me. But this son of yours, <laughs> you never gave me, Father, but the son of yours, not my brother, the son of yours, this bad guy over here, you're now giving him treasures, but you never gave me. I was obedient. I was loyal. I stayed with you and you never gave me, Father. But this bad guy over here, you're giving him a party. <laughs> you're throwing a party in his name. But we often, this is, this, is, this is where the lesson comes in. We often fail to understand, know, or even like what God gives to us. What is earned or deserved, undeserved or unearned. We tend to forget that all that is good and bad in this world is done for the glory of God in one way or another. We want to forget that. We always tend to forget that. And we, receive, we want to receive our rewards now, here and now. We want good here and now. And we forget that God makes what is evil good in time. We forget and lack the patience. And we want our rewards now. We want blessings and good feelings and positive emotions and material rewards now for our obedience, for our loyalty, for our works, and for our faith. We want what we think we deserve. But God doesn't work according to our wants, our desires, or even our perceived needs. God works above and beyond us to make us better, to prove our love and devotion, and to make us choose on our own to return home to be with him. God doesn't work according to our wants and our, our desires and our perceived needs. God will take what our enemies seek to use against us and use it for something good. That evil that is intended for us the destruction and death we bring upon ourselves, God will work it and use it to teach us lessons, strengthen ourselves, and show us the correct path home. God takes care of all the bad. God takes care of all the bad. We just need to trust in him. Jesus says, you do bad and I will give you good. All you have to do is accept that I paid for your bad, so you can have what is good. There's no need to pay him back, and there's no way we even could if we wanted to. God so loved us that he sent his son to sacrifice for us, and all of the evil in the world and inside of us will be made for good, whether we like it or not. But if we choose to overcome our evil, if we choose to repent for our wicked ways, and seek to be sanctified and return home to the Father's house as a humble and obedient servant, we will be given what is good. It just takes time. The love of our God, the truth of our Creator, and the home we belong in will be given in time. Yeah, morning post jazz. <laughs> yeah. All the dudes on one screen. This Jesus guy is talking a lot of sense. Yes, he is, Steppy Snack. 
Big steps in the building. They didn't DM him. Not a good look. <laughs> the Pharisees quote tweeting him like, um, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Phar Pharisees are always subtweeting Jesus. <laughs> Say it to my face. Um, yikes. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. It's always good. Michael McKay, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everyone in the chat. I appreciate it. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah. Keep sending me the questions. Good time again. So let's talk about God's love. Well, and then we'll read again. We'll read some more. We'll read that again in the message translation, and we'll call it a day. But, yeah. God's love is illogical. I don't know if you knew this. God's love is illogical. To us. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to us. God's love does not make sense to us. It can't make sense to us. It won't make sense to us. But Jesus tried to. Try to explain it to us over and over and over again. Sometimes to the haters, sometimes to his followers, to those who are lost and to those who have been found. Jesus tried to explain it to us. He told us using parables and stories how much our Father in heaven loves us. And it is beyond our reason and beyond our mental capacity. You can have a disgusting career choice. You can live a degenerate, destructive, and violent life. You can have bad days, regrettable moments, and many, many costly mistakes throughout your life. He still loves you. No matter how bad you screw things up, God is waiting there to love you still. And that does not make logical sense. <laughs> that does not make logical sense to us. The woman who finds the coin represents God as we represent the coin. Her reaction to finding the coin is absurd. <laughs> Her reaction to finding the coin is illogical. She spends more time and energy on throwing a party for the coin than it is even worth. She surely spends more money on the party itself to celebrate the finding of the coin then the coin is worth in the first place. Doesn't make sense. The way God sees value is illogical to us. His love is beyond our comprehension. We don't need to understand it. We just need to know him. We just need to trust in him. And we just need to follow him and obey him and return to his open arms. Whatever value you place upon your own life, whatever those around think of you or what they call you behind your back, or how little and insignificant you may feel in your current state in this society, always know that you were uniquely made by our Lord in his image, sharing his nature to serve a greater purpose to be his and to play a meaningful part in his plan. God values you beyond comprehension. 
beyond reason, beyond our own desires. And he loves you despite where you have been, what you were born into, who has been in your life, or what you have done. God desires to have all of his children return to him. Every single one of his children return home. Return home now. God's love is unfair. Did you know? Have you heard? <laughs> God's love is unfair. It's so unfair. It is truly unfair how those so far gone, so wicked and evil in their ways and in their dealings, can still return home to the good graces of the Heavenly Father. It's so unfair. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to our brains how despicable, degenerate, monstrous folks can just be forgiven. Forgiven of their debts and enter into the kingdom of heaven alongside us. Right? <laughs> right? Isn't that unfair? But his love, his compassion, his forgiveness is so beyond our knowledge and so beyond our comprehension, so beyond our ability to calculate that it can only be described as unfair by us. It's not fair that a rapist, that a terrorist, a thief, a liar, a murderer can repent for their wrongs and give their souls up to the mercy of the Lord and be forgiven entirely for what has happened. It's not fair. We as humans want justice. We want retribution. We want revenge. We want judgment here and now. We want wrongdoers and sinners to get what they deserve. And we want things to be fair. We want things to be fair. But God is so above and beyond our petty emotions, our silly little desires, our thoughts, and ourselves entirely. So above and so beyond us. He loves unconditionally and he longs for all. He longs for all of his created children to return home to be with him. God always finds a way to give us exactly what we don't want. I'm going to say that again. God always finds a way to give us exactly what we don't want. And we are too small, too flawed, too weak, too silly and foolish to understand most of the time that the worst thing God could do for us is giving us exactly what we want. We are too silly and foolish, too small, too flawed, too weak, too broken, too blind to understand that most of the time, the worst thing God could do for us is giving us exactly what we want. If our wants are placed above the will of God, above the plan that he has for us and for his creation, very bad things tend to occur. <laughs> God's gifts and his punishments are so beyond our comprehension by design. We don't understand how God works and we never will. And we don't need to. We just need to place our trust in him, our love in him, 
and follow his will for our lives obediently and humbly. We often understand, we often fail to understand, know, or even like what God gives to us, earned or deserved, undeserved or earned. We often fail to understand and know. We tend to forget that all that is good and bad in this world is done for the glory of God in one way or another. We want to forget that and receive our rewards now. We want blessings and good feelings and positive emotions and material, material rewards for our obedience, our loyalty, our faith, and our works. We want what we think we deserve. We want what we think we deserve. But God does not work according to our wants, our desires, and even our perceived needs. God works above and beyond us to make us better, to prove our love and devotion, and to make us choose on our own to return home to be with him. It's our free will, our free choice he wants us to make. Love does not keep a record of what is wrong. There is no scoreboard. There's no record keeping. There's no high score. Those who do live in the mindset of earning and deserving justice and consequences here and now are not with the knowledge that only the Lord shall judge, punish, and reward. God values you beyond comprehension, beyond reason, beyond our own desires, and he loves you despite where you have been, what you were born into, who has been in your life, or what you have done. God desires to have all of his children return to him, every single one of his children. So return home. So return home. And God's love is beyond our comprehension. God's love is so beyond our comprehension. He will not give up on us. He has always been here. He will always be here. And he will never stop waiting for us to return home. His love is unrelenting, never-ending, unstoppable, and infinite. His love is for all of us. His love is for all of us. But we must return to him and his right ways. We must overcome our brokenness. We must repent of our sins. We must head towards his truth, his light, his love, and his life. And away from the death and the darkness of this world that seeks to constantly destroy us. God takes care of all the bad. God takes care of all the bad. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. God takes care of it. All of the darkness will be exposed to the light in time. We just need to trust in him. Jesus says to us, you do bad and I will give you good. You do bad and I will give you good. All you have to do is accept that I paid for your bad so that you can have what is good. 
Accept that I paid for your bad. And there's no need to pay him back. And there's no way we even could. <laughs> there's no way we could ever even pay him back for this life we are given, for this love we are given, for the forgiveness we are offered. There is no need and there's no way we even could pay him back. There is no way ever that you could repay your spiritual debts on your own. That's why we need Jesus. That's why Christ is so important and the cornerstone of everything. There is no way ever that you could repay your spiritual debts on your own. For God so loved us that he sent his only son to sacrifice for us. He took the punishment that we deserved. He took the punishment that we deserved. And all of the evil in the world and all of the evil living inside of us, it will one day be made for good whether we like it or not, <laughs> whether we like it or not. But if we choose to overcome our evil, if we choose to repent for our wicked ways and seek to be sanctified and returned home to our Father's house as a humble and obedient servant, we will be given what is good. And that is the love of our God, the truth of our Creator, and a place in his home where we truly belong. God values you beyond comprehension, beyond reason, beyond our own desires. And he loves you. He loves you despite where you have been, what you were born into, who has been in your life, or what you have done. God desires to have all of his children return to him. Every single one of you. Return home. Return home. So we're going to read Luke 15 again. We're going to read Luke 15 again. I'm going to play my little Sunday service Kanye song again to close everything out. Um, this time when we read Luke 15, I'm going to read from the Message Bible Translation. Um, again, don't use that as your primary source, but, um, I do recommend looking at it every once in a while. It's beautiful. The message Bible. Um, but also here, we're going to talk real quick before I get to the, some chats. I'll get to the chats here. Not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah. Always nice to hear positive words. Thank you. Yeah. The good news is always positive words. When you share the good news, when you share the Gospels, you are always letting others hear positive words. Um, yikes is the hissing of vipers. Yeah. Um, yikes. Um, yikes. Yeah. You can hear Satan in people's voices. If you, if you aren't too blinded by your sins to see the reality around you, you can hear Satan in voices. It's kind of crazy. That's unbelievable to unbelievers. This is great. Thanks. I appreciate it. O'Brien Boston Bear. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And Culture Climax. Thank you. Ortho he gives the Orthodox cross and uh, the white supremacist hand sign. <laughs> 
<laughs> the okay slash white supremacist hand side. Thank you. Thanks, my dude. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, any last-minute chat questions and comments, send them to me now. Um, I want to read this, too, before, before I finish by reading Luke again. Um, and, like, a final, final word for you guys. I want to read this translation also from the Message Bible. Um, from 1 John 4, 7 through 10. 1 John is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Luke is definitely my favorite. James and 1 John are up there, I think, as my next favorites. But 1 John 4, chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who is born of God and experiences a relationship with God, the person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love and you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loves us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. If God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us perfect love perfect love so yeah any final chat questions send them i'm gonna read luke here again luke 15 from the message bible if you want to follow along by this time a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around jesus listening intently the pharisees and religion scholars were not pleased not at all pleased they growled he takes in sinners and eats meals with them treating them like old friends their grumbling triggered this story suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? When found, you can be sure you would put it across your shoulders, rejoicing. And when you got home, call in your friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me. I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life then over 99 good people in no need of rescue. Or imagine a woman who has 10 coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and scour the house, looking in every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, you can be sure she'll call her friends and neighbors. Celebrate with me. I found my lost coin count on it 
That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. Then he said, There was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all through that country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, father, I have sinned against God I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to his servants, Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive. Given up for lost and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. All this time, his older son was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the houseboys, he asked what was going on. He told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, <laughs> steak. <laughs> He's cooking steak because he has him home safe and sound. The older brother stalked off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he would not listen. The son said, look, how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief, but have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours, who has thrown away your money on whores, shows up and you go all out with a feast 
His father said, son, you don't understand. You're with me all the time. And everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time. And we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, but he's now alive. He was lost, and now he's found. He was dead, but now is alive. He was lost, but now he's found. Amen? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Can I get an amen? You are so loved. You, 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 whoever's listening, whoever's watching, you are so loved. God loves you relentlessly. Loves you relentlessly. He is not far. He's very near to you with welcoming, open arms. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. It's beyond, it's, it's beyond words, but he loves you so much. And he has an extraordinary plan for your life and for your eternity. Return to his right ways. Return to the truth, the light, the love, and the life offered to you as a child of his. And return home. Just return home now. Your past is gone Your future is awaiting you. Just return home to your loving creator and your true father. He loves you. (laughs) He so loves you. And so many of his children out there love you. You listening, you watching. And I love you. I love you. I believe in you. All of you. I believe in all of you out there. And you specifically. You. I love you, and I am always here for you. If you need to talk, um, you can slide into my DMs (laughs) with questions and advice, or if you just need to rant and ramble to someone, um, if you just need an older brother in your life or a younger brother in your life, I am here for you. Um, You can also mail me letters to my P.O. box. I have pen pals I interact with and handwrite letters to. Feel free to hit up my P.O. box. The, uh, if you look in the description of wherever you're watching this, you should be able to find that, my address. And if you just follow at Sean v. Planet, slide into my DMs. You are always welcome to join me here live in my chat on Saturday mornings. Um, Saturday mornings around 10 a.m. Central. Um, follow my social media for any sort of like time changes. But for now, in the foreseeable future, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., I'm here live. If you want to get in my chat and talk and interact, Chat's awesome. Thank you, chat. Matthew, Culture, O'Brien, Boston, Post Jazz, Michael McKay, everyone. Steppy stepped in. <laughs> Big Steppy was here for a minute. Sig Bear, everyone, my dudes, thank you guys so much. I love you. I appreciate you. All my regulars who aren't here today, I don't know where you were too busy for me, I guess, but uh, <laughs> all my regulars that are always usually here, you know, thank you guys for always showing up keeping it real in my chat, keeping me in check, giving me advice, recommendations, um, and just being good uh, disciples, disciples and disciplers. I love you all. Feel free to always reach out to me or tune in to what I have to say. But just more importantly than all that, know that I love you. 
Know that Jesus loves you. And know that the Father, your Father, your true Father, loves you. He's waiting for you to return to him. And have a good rest of your day today, everyone. <laughs> everyone here live or everyone watching at whatever point in time you're, you are watching this. Go have a rest, good rest of your day today. And go forward into having a great week and keep on crushing this year <laughs> and return home to God for the rest of your eternity. Um, go be good, do good, love, and be loved. And take care. I love you guys.
Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBlanet.com. my good man and friend of mine Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X His company Mountain Folk is amazing. They promote artists, they create mesmerizing art, and they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N-F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad. Just help good people do good things.